Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of my podcast. Something crazy happened yesterday. Okay, I had a very crazy experience. Surprise, surprise, I went to a concert again alone. And it was probably the best experience I've ever had at a concert because I went to go see Machine Gun Kelly and it was one of, it was literally the best show I've ever been to. Mind you, I haven't been to too many shows yet. I've been, I've seen the 1975, Catfish and the Bottlemen, Dayglow. Hmm, let's see. I've only seen those three, but I have so many in mind that I want to see. Uh, yeah, I've seen those. And then I saw Machine Gun Kelly, Jaden Hostler. I decided, first of all, I look like a mess right now because I got back home last night at like two in the morning from LA and I can't drive on the, on the freeway too well. So I took side streets from Orange County to LA, which is like a two hour drive. And it's so annoying because they're like small streets. You know, I would understand it if it were on a freeway and it's a little bit easier because you don't have to stop as much. But on side streets, it's like you're stopping every other minute for like two hours straight. Anyways, um, I didn't know that I was going to this concert this month. I didn't really plan on going, but I'm very glad that I did because MGK is literally one of the best performers I have ever seen. And I don't think that it only contributes to their vocal ability, their ability playing an instrument, but it's putting on a show. It's knowing how to entertain the crowd. And I've been to a couple shows before and no one really did it like MGK because he, you'll be at a concert of his and the crowd's already excited for him to come out, you know, and he at every turn, he'll just do something different, something you've never really seen before. Um, brings out props, changes outfits, interacts with the crowd in ways that I've really never seen anyone else do before. And his story is amazing. So I'm just going to go about telling you guys my little mini road trip from Orange County to LA and all the things and people and experiences that I saw at this concert last night. So for a few months, I've been telling myself, like, I'm going to go to New Orleans and see Jaden Hostler. But due to certain things, I couldn't go to that. So I decided, okay, I'm going to go see MGK because Jaden Hostler is also going to be there. And if Jaden Hostler doesn't really give a good show, I can just enjoy MGK's show because I'm pretty sure he's a good performer. I've seen videos of him online and he seems like a great performer. So... I buy my tickets to this concert the day before. Why did I buy them the day before? Because I decided I was going to go two weeks prior to the event. But pro tip, the closer you get to the event, you know, if you end up having to buy resale prices, that's probably the last thing you want to do too is like buy resale ticket prices. You might just want to when your artist, your favorite artist announces uh, tickets for their tour, Buy it then and there, because if you decide, you know, later on that you want to go, you can have that cheap ticket price versus waiting after things sell out. And now you got to pay like triple what the ticket's worth. Has happened to me 
way too many times where I paid like 200 bucks for a ticket that was supposed to cost $30. But it was worth every penny, in my opinion. That experience was too good to say like, I could have paid $45 for this. Like, no, I don't regret spending money on that. It was like such a good performance. So I know my commute's gonna take me two hours, two to three hours. So I leave from Orange County, um, which, you know, a normal drive from Orange County to L.A. is about 45 minutes. That's a normal drive. Taking side streets to L.A. is going to take me a while. So I plan accordingly. And the concert starts at 730. I left at 2 p.m. Because I was like accounting for, you know, if something happens, getting food, getting my Starbucks drink which was an essential. So I leave at 2 p.m. And I'm about an hour into my drive. You know, I'm in like Whittier now, LA County, pretty much. And as, I, as I'm as i driving, I think to myself, holy fuck, I forgot my vaccination card. Like I, they, um, at the Greek theater, which is where this concert was gonna take place, they want to see your vaccination card. So I'm like, holy fuck, I left it at home. And I'm like an hour into my drive. So I'm freaking out because it's like three something. I had intended on getting there at like 430, three hours before the concert was supposed to start. And there was a chance that I was going to have to drive all the way back at like 3, 4 p.m., which as we know is when traffic just peaks, especially here in California. So I'm like shaking, I'm scared, I pull over, I check my phone and I, you know, I see what I can do because I forgot my vaccination card at home. But luckily, I had the app. I had the Athena app. So I can just show them my phone on there and be like, hey, look, I'm vaccinated. Like, I'm good, right? I'm good. So I pull over, I do my little research and whew, sigh, deep breath I took. Thankfully, I was able to prove it. I didn't have to drive all the way back home. So getting to LA for, mind you, I've only driven around Orange County basically for a few months now. And driving from Orange County to LA is very different because LA drivers are kind of known to be very aggressive. There's a lot of traffic. Drivers are aggressive. You really got to be on your feet when you're driving in LA. And that's just a fact all day long. My dad would always tell me like, oh, you think people here drive crazy? Like, wait till you drive in LA. That's um, harsh driving you'll see there. But luckily, somehow, protected by the universe, I get there in one piece. No dents on my car, no scratches. Well, you know, I hit a few curbs, (laughs) got a few scratches on my car maybe, but, you know, physically... I'm there, I was safe, so that's really all that mattered to me was just getting there safely and getting to the concert on time. I had kind of a gas scare because I was at the Greek theater. I drove straight to the Greek theater. And I, if you know where the Greek theater is, if you've been at Griffith Park, like where the Hollywood sign is, you have to drive up this like rich residential area to get to the Greek theater. 
So I'm driving up this curving road and it's kind of confusing because there's cones everywhere blocking certain parking structures. Um, you'll drive right by the Greek theater. And I was like, wait, there's no parking signs. Like where the hell can I even park? And so I do a loop, I go around and I ask the people there, I'm like, hey, do you guys know where I can park? And they're like, yeah, just go in a lot A right there. And I completely miss whatever sign they pointed at because they said lot A, but I, I looked for a sign that said lot A and I missed it somehow. And I just kept on driving. And luckily I kept on driving because I needed gas. I was very low on gas, by the way. So I keep driving and I'm in LA, like Sunset Boulevard. I drive down to Sunset Boulevard and there's like a Target McDonald's there and I really had to go to the bathroom. So I jump out of my car, I go into the Target, I get my drink. It was like a two hour drive, so I'm like exhausted. The entire ride there, I was just playing like MGK music, you know, trying to get familiar with songs that I might have not known. Just trying to get into the mood of things, you know what I mean? I go into Target, I do my whatever I need, whatever I gotta do. I'm observing people in LA because people in LA are a little bit different, right? They are so fucking fashionable. Well, they're more fashionable than Orange County. Because I know someone from New York hearing this will probably be like, whoa, 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 slow down. Did you just say people from LA are fashionable? What are you talking about? Because New York, I know, is like fashion place of the world or whatever, which is true. Every time I go to New York, it's like people are dressed amazing and they look amazing and their energy is great. Maybe actually I might have to take that back because people in New York are kind of rude sometimes. But anyway, back to my story, because the story hasn't even started and I'm like 10 minutes in. I'm so sorry. But, okay, I get gas. I'm low-key kind of scared because there's so much traffic on Sunset Boulevard at 4 p.m. So much fucking traffic. And I'm such an amateur driver that I was scared for my life. It was so daunting. So I pull into the gas station. I do my thing. I drive back to Griffith Park because they told me that parking opens at 5.30. So I get parking, I'm one of the first people there. And I just kind of sit in the parking lot because to do my makeup, because I hadn't done my makeup. People are coming in, there's groups of friends, there's couples, you know, all sorts of people. You got little kids, older adults, MGK fans all look all kind of different, but the overall theme in like clothing and stuff that I noticed was that people are wearing pink and black. Which, if you guys know me, if you know anything about me, is that my primary colors are pink and black. So I felt at home there. I felt like so aligned with whatever energy everyone was putting out. It was just, even in the parking lot, I could tell it was gonna be a good fucking time because everyone is wearing pink and black. And those are my two favorite colors in the world. My phone case is pink and black. I literally wear that all the fucking time. Anyway, 
show starts at 7.30. I get out of my car at 6.40-something. Because I know that to get into the actual venue takes a few minutes. You know, it should take like five to ten minutes to get in. So really, once you're in, it's like you take a seat and you wait for the opening, the person that's going to open the show. And for us, it was Carol's daughter, which what I've something that I've noticed with a lot of artists that are touring with MGK is that a lot of them have this like overarching theme of drug use and, you know, suicidal tendencies in their music and their lyrics. And they all have a pretty similar story, which is why I can see that like MGK is bringing these people on with his shows and uh, kind of having them tour with him. And it's very interesting to see, you know, that side of music. And it's, I think it's an important side of music because it really just talks about how drug use, you know, not just shaming people for using, but it shows a different side to it. You know, a lot of people start taking drugs to numb out a certain feeling or to escape from their reality. And that was the theme in a lot of their music. Carol's daughter was talking about how she used to work at Del Taco. And this is her story. This is, you know, public knowledge. But she used to work at Del Taco. And she had a song that where she's like speaking on the intercom. Hi, welcome to Del Taco. What can I make fresh for you today? Or whatever that was. And she, she was just a very interesting performer. Um, She talked about how some of the songs that she was performing, she had written in rehab when she was 16. Mind you, I don't really know how old she is now, but it was still very inspiring to see even the opening act, like where she'd come from and um, her effect on the crowd. And then we saw someone that I was waiting to see for a few months now, which is Jaden Hostler. He's a... He's an artist, but he started off on TikTok. I know he gets a lot of shit for that because he's a he is a TikToker, but in my opinion, he makes really great music. And I don't think that just because somebody's a TikToker, we should immediately like not take them seriously if they're trying to get into music, especially if they've made really good music. And I feel like Jaden Hoster's music I really enjoyed and I knew every single song to his stuff. But when I first got there, my seat was right next to a couple. And when I get there, the couple was already there. And my seat was like right next to them. So I felt kind of uncomfortable going and sitting right next to them when the entire space was empty at the very beginning when I showed up. And I know I got over that awkwardness i know i've talked about before how you know the beginning of the show is a little bit awkward especially if you go alone because you're kind of just sitting there by yourself but this time i was sitting right next to a couple so it was awkward with them for the first few minutes but then we just kind of got used to it as more people started showing up so it wasn't too bad i actually ended up becoming uh, friends with them and started chatting with them but that's something else that went down during that concert And then the annoying people show up, you know what I mean? You got your drunk couples that just kind of grind on each other the whole time and they always got a drink in their hand and it's so cringy and it's so ew. 
I feel like every concert that I go to now, I always see like this one couple. There's always got to be that one fucking couple. It's usually that like, you know, late 20s white couple that goes and there's this big dude and he's like grinding on the girl and they're making out and they have like drinks in their hands. They know like two songs and they're just like there the whole time making out and it's kind of weird but you gotta ignore it you know every concert i go to there's always that couple there's always that fucking couple anyway i don't even know how i'm gonna have time to go into the shit that went down because i'm 16 minutes in and i haven't even gotten to the good stuff Jaden performs and this one guy in his 30s is like I thought that was Justin Bieber. Is that not Justin Bieber? And then we're like, no, that's Jaden Hostler. You know, he's like, who? Anyway, Jaden, we love you. It was so cute. But Jaden was a really good performer. He talked about how, you know, he said the same thing. People didn't believe in him because they said, look at you, bro. Like, look at, look how you're living your life. You're couch hopping in LA. You're never going to make it as an artist. And he's like, look at me now. Like, I'm on a stage in front of you guys. I'm so brand new to this. And I'm glad that he was very honest that he was new to it. I full-heartedly enjoyed his performance and was cheering him on the whole time because I think that I really do believe in him as an artist. And I'm glad that I was there to see one of his very first shows. And I can't wait to see how he develops as a performer, as an artist, whatever uh, that may be that he decides he wants to become. And then the, you guys, between sets, it was a little bit long. I'm not going to lie, but that's also because MGK had like this crazy stuff out for, for his tour. He had like, I'm talking props now. He's got pill bottles all over the stage. They're giant pill bottles. There's this giant skull with devil ears on it. This really cool stage for the... Oh, now that I'm looking at it, it's like a smoking pipe. And the where the smoke is supposed to come out of, that's where the drum set is. And everything's pink and black. And it was just a really cool set. So we're waiting for MGK to come out at this point. And guess who fucking comes in? And remember I told you guys that I was in front of a VIP booth, right? I'm in front of a VIP booth. And at this booth, fucking Megan Fox pulls up. We're a few, I was a few feet away from Megan Fox. Silence because I lost my fucking shit for like five minutes because i was like holy shit it's like megan fox right there that's so crazy like i i just want you guys to visualize that and i just want you to sit there and think if megan fox was a few feet away from you how you would feel and this this is coming from somebody that i literally thought megan fox was dead for a long time why did i think megan fox was dead because I thought she was just like not a real person for the longest time. 
Because growing up, the way people, like, spoke about Megan Fox was, like, she is unreal. She's not a real person. So seeing her in real life was, like, surreal for me because I've literally grown up my entire life thinking that Megan Fox was just, like, dead or not even a real person. And now she's, like, a few feet away from me and everyone's, like, surrounding her. Thankfully, she didn't get mobbed, which I didn't go up there even though I could have because I just didn't want to, like, contribute to mobbing. Or it's like, I can just zoom in on her through my phone and, like, get, you know, show people on Instagram, like, look, it's Megan Fox over there. Whatever. And then once people start to notice that Megan Fox is in the crowd, in the audience, um, that's when the lights go fucking off. And Machine Gun Kelly comes out. Right, he has this video playing in the background, and that uh, Pete Davidson makes a cameo in this video, and he's talking to the audience, and everything's pink, right? And it's just a video of Machine Gun Kelly playing. The lights are off, and he just comes out with his guitar full force, just going at it, and he started off playing. What song was it? I'm playing it on my phone. he's playing drunk face i think i was watching the video of it but he comes out and starts playing drunk face and so much energy he's wearing like this holographic one piece and he looks like an alien and he's performing on top of a pill bottle which sounds kind of crazy, but what's even crazier is the bitch, or I, I don't want to cuss, but I already cussed, so yeah. The lady that came up to me and the couple right next to me, because remember how I said that there was a couple right next to me? And um, the lady, I'm in section B. Me and the couple had the first three seats in that row. Every seat is labeled 135, 135. The entire rows are labeled 135. So this lady comes up to me and the couple and she's like, you're in my seat. And I look at her and I'm like, but all of us are like, like what? No, we're not. Let's look at your ticket. Let's see like where you actually are because you're obviously fucking confused. Something's wrong with you, lady, because we've been here for two hours We've been here for two hours since the opening show. And you got here after MGK comes out saying, you're in my seat, you're in my seat. And that's what she kept saying. Even like we were trying at the beginning to like work something out because obviously she was confused. So this lady, the couple, they're like looking at her ticket and they're, the ticket says section CL, which the way that the Greek theater works is you got the whole middle in front of the VIP booth is section B. You have section BB, you have section B right, you have section B left. So it's very easy to get confused if you don't ask for help or if you don't read the label on the, on the seats in front of the sections and this lady was obviously completely out of it 
because she just went to some random people at the seats and was like, you're in my seat, you need to move. It's like, lady, I paid $200 for my seat and I'm a thousand percent sure I'm in the right place. And I look at her tickets and she's in section C. She's in the wrong section, you guys. And this really like annoyed me because MGK had come out. He's going like full hardcore on the guitar. I'm trying to enjoy the show. And this lady's like screaming at me, telling me that that's her seat. Which if you pay $200 for a fucking seat and someone comes up to you with like a terrible attitude trying to kick you out of your seat, it's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to throw hands right now. So she's showing me the ticket on her phone. It says section CL. To make matters a hundred times worse, her seats were in the back. Okay. It would have been different. It would have been very, very different if, you know, this lady comes up to me with her ticket in hand saying, you're in my seat when actually her seats are in the front. So I can be like, okay, I'll go take your seat then. Like, I'll go sit in the front. I'll take your ticket. No problem. But this lady was in the back, back. Like, she was in fucking almost bleachers back. Coming up to me, like, that's my seat. No, it's not. And all I told her, I look at her ticket one last time, and I'm like, your section C, that's in the back? Bye. And then I just turn around and let the couple deal with her. Because I was like, no, absolutely not. You're not going to tell me that this is your seat because that's just not going to happen. Go talk to security. They'll tell you the same fucking thing. And I just didn't care because I I knew that, like, even if she went to go speak with security, they would have told her, yeah, lady, you're in the wrong place. So eventually the couple convinces her that she's in the wrong place because she was very adamant that we were in her seats. Like she wasn't listening. And at the beginning, like I said, when she came up to us, we were trying to explain to her like, no, no, like we, she came at us with like big attitude, like very angry, like you're in my seat, like pointing fingers and like all this stuff. And I'm like, no, you're probably, you know, confused. You. You're probably lost. I look at her ticket. Yeah, she's lost. Confirmed. And then that lady leaves and it killed my vibe for a second. But MJK brings out, you guys are not going to believe it. He brings out the fucking Kid Leroy. Yay! And I like, I'm low-key. I went through a Kid Leroy phase and I lost my mind i was like shaking in my dirty air forces because i love the kid Leroy. i love his story and and everything really his music and something similar was that mjk was talking about how he uh, just a few years ago he was walking down sunset on mushrooms you know with no direction in his life And now he's playing at the Greek theater and he's sold out that show. Because if you guys were were there, if you would have seen the audience, that show was sold out. There were no empty seats 
anywhere. So it was just crazy, like, how he grew up in L.A., or I think he grew up in L.A., I'm not too sure on that, but he just talks about how, you know, just a few years ago, he was on, like, the street, like, no direction in his life, um, writing a song with his father, who died shortly after that. And he talks about how his dad died way too soon, because that was just when his, his music started taking off. And he has such like an inspiring story and he ended up singing a song for his dad that night. And right after this, shortly after the Kid Leroy comes out, MGK goes into the audience and he runs up to like a telephone pole or whatever pole that was, climbs it and just sings from up there. But in my opinion, he kind of wanted to sing to the people at the back. Which is, when you think about it, it's very caring and it's very, like, considerate because a lot of artists, you know, the best thing they'll do is they'll say, shout out to the people in the back, like, make some noise, whatever, whatever. But this man ran all the way to the back and sang to them and performed to the people, you know, in the bleacher seats. Which I think is really fucking cool of him to do. And like I said, we're in LA. So speaking of LA, Citizen M Hotels just opened up a brand new hotel in a downtown LA. Um, if you guys are familiar with my content, you know I travel a lot. And I love going to the Citizen M Hotels because of their king-size beds, amazing views, and great prices. If you want to check this hotel out, it's linked in my bio, in my description. Again, that's a Citizen M Hotel. Okay, now back to my story. So after he climbs up the telephone pole and after he brings out the Kid Leroy, he goes into the audience to perform Candy. And he finds Megan Fox in the audience and they just like start making out for about a minute and a half. At the beginning, I mean, everyone was pretty hyped for them, but then it kind of, it got a little bit uncomfortable, but still, like, I think it goes into the elements of, like, MGK, just knowing how to do things to where it makes a show entertaining. Because it's like, okay, you, first of all, it's Megan Fox. Secondly, going into the audience has, like, some sort of effect. I don't know what it is, but I've noticed from the concerts that I've gone to that, like, every time the singer goes into the audience, like, people just fucking lose their mind. And I think he has a really good, like, knowledge of of that. So then he goes into the audience again after performing a few songs, and he starts, like, rapping some random song with some dude. Some random dude, too. It was so weird, but it also shows that, like, he really just, like, cares about the people that go to his concerts and giving a really good show. And I think that it shows that he doesn't even have to tell us we can just see it in his performance. This podcast, I feel like, is much less about my own experience going there than, like, what I noticed about MGK as a person, because I feel like this is kind of like a fan video now. I wasn't a fan fan before I went to the concert. I was just kind of like, MGK, MGK is, like, a cool dude, you know, makes good music. But after that concert that I went to... I live in the city, so you can kind of just hear cars. But after that concert I went to, 
that was just such an amazing fucking performance. And he ended the night basically with um, performing a song for his dad who, and this song is like very heartfelt to him because he talks about writing his very first song in the basement with his dad who died soon after. And he talks about how his dad died way too early, um, especially at the start of his career and, and whatnot. And now to see how big he's become, how big of a star and having sold out the Greek theater, it's just amazing to see. And I, I, I felt nothing but like happiness for him in that moment and proud. Like, even though this person has no idea exists and even though like he doesn't know me, um, whatever it may be, I still felt like super proud of him because of his story. And it was so inspiring. And he talks about like hate he gets online, to be honest with you guys, like I don't really keep up with that drama that goes on online. So I wasn't very familiar. Like when I tell people like I'm going to go see MGK, they're kind of like, ew, that dude, like, you like that dude. And I noticed that a lot of the public doesn't have a very good opinion of MGK, but I don't even care because just going to his concert was literally one of the best performances I've ever seen. And you can tell that he's like a pretty good dude. So just goes to show. Don't take everything on social media so seriously. I feel like get to know people for themselves before you judge them. Um, that's something that I've always kind of had rule of thumb with people tell me that someone else is extremely weird and that they're this or that. It's like, okay, I'm going to listen to you. First of all, I might take what you say with a grain of salt, but I'm going to get to know this person and I'm going to make that judgment for myself, whether they are what you tell me they are or not. So I had a really good experience. I feel like I mainly always have really good experiences going to concerts, especially alone. Of course, it's nice to go with people as well, but you can go alone too. Like you don't have to go with people to have a good experience is basically what I'm saying. Um, especially because sometimes like your schedules don't work. Um, someone can't afford it because like concert tickets are very expensive. For me, because I always buy resale, I never buy tickets on time. So I end up always having to buy resale prices. But yeah, they, they can be super fun. You know, don't put too much pressure on yourself. If you want to go to a show, buy the ticket, buy the flight if you have to, then just fucking show up. I really want to go to more shows in LA. So I'm going to be talking to you guys more about like more shows in LA now that I've like driven there before. And I kind of know what I'm doing just a little bit. I'm getting more comfortable driving all the way over there. But I'm definitely going to be in L.A. more. And I can promise you guys that you're going to see a lot more Jessica in L.A. content. Because L.A. for me is definitely very inspiring. Um, people talk about how L.A. is like toxic and dark and whatnot. But I feel like whenever I'm there... I just get this energy. I get this huge energy shift of creativity and inspiration. Because the way I like to look at it is like so many influential people live here. Jay Shetty, David Dobrik, Machine Gun Kelly's performing here. Some of the top 
performers have played here. The most amazing like actors and actresses and just some of the most talented and successful people come here and they live here and everything. And I'm not really talking like influencer culture too much, like the TikTok stars and the partying and whatnot. Like I'm not really talking about that LA energy. I'm talking about like super successful people that have developed a name for themselves in the world that go to LA kind of to make a name for themselves, which to me is very fascinating. And this is why I'm like fascinated with LA is because of that aspect of it. So I'm going to leave you guys off with that note. I'm going to be in LA a lot more. And I can tell you that right now. Um, but as for further episodes, I don't have any concerts planned, which sucks. Let me, I'm going to actually do this. Let's do this. Um, I'm going to look up some concerts that are coming up soon in LA. Let's see. Concerts in Los Angeles 2021 so that we get there on time. Let's see. Rolling Stones. Hmm. No, I don't really want to do that. Um... See, we got the Rolling Stones. Oh, I cannot scroll. Yeah, it's not letting me scroll, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, they got cashed out. Okay, here it is. Here's the official list. I'm going to select the genre. Alternative. Let's see. Let's see what's up. Let's stick with alternative. Okay, let's see. Mm, none that I like too much here. Yeah, no, a bunch of people that I don't know. Good for them, though. But as for right now, I don't really have a concert coming up. I'm going to leave you guys off with that note. And I'm just going to say, enjoy your day. If you want to go to a concert by yourself, just go. Take it from me. You'll have a great time. Bye for now.